You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past three. Welcome to the show on a windy Wednesday afternoon. Not a great day for hay fever sufferers. I feel your pain. Kimbo and The Rooch with you for the next two hours, God willing, uh, live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to Hyundai and Balfour's talking of the great man upstairs. You've been compared to him at times, Rooch. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, I just let that go through. Or maybe it was good. I just let that one. Or maybe it was Rod Marsh's gloves. Yes, uh, may the great man rest well. Yes, uh, thinking of you, Rodney. Uh, or maybe you just had God syndrome. <laughs> I wouldn't go that. A far. lot of people, when they get power, they go like that, Rooch. No. Yeah, no. no, I think you did there for a while. No. You were untouchable at the Tizer. Oh, you think? <laughs> yes. You think? You, uh, you, no, I wouldn't go that far. Kid. Yeah, well, I would then. <laughs> and I'm okay. standing by it. Right, yeah. I saw the way you operated. You were a machine. Good show coming up today. We're live and interactive, hopefully. Uh, 0427154166 if you want to send a text. Uh, yes, there's a text coming through. Now, we're fully aware with our radio and the 1629 signal, there is a problem with the transmitter, but we're live and crystal clear on the app. We appreciate your patience, and believe me, it's trying at this end as well. All righty, so you can get in touch with us still, 1300 736 736 if you want to have a chat. Good show coming up, though, Rooch. At we 3.30. Are. Yes. Craig Goodwin. Looking forward to chatting to well him. Well done, Craig. Adelaide United star and Socceroo star. Yes. And hasn't he timed his run beautifully? Because yep. he was in doubt. Oh, yeah. But he's played extremely well. So he's part of the 26 who will go to Qatar for the World Cup. It'll be a challenging adventure for and the And I Socceroos. give credit to Adelaide United and Cal Veard as well because yep. they managed his minutes and they Absolutely. timed his run perfectly yep. and he's coming to peak fitness Scoring, now. Scoring. He's running well. Now, earlier today, we had to do a pre-record with a gentleman called Steve Simons. He's the Collingwood AFLW coach. They'll be in town to take on the Adelaide Crows. That gets underway at 3.10 on Saturday at Unley Oval. Mm. I couldn't make the interview, Rooch. I had my stitches removed. How'd you go with the doc? Yeah, got the all clear with the uh, cancer. There was a little cancerous growth there, but I've got the all clear. So everyone, get a checkup if you can. We say it all the time. We're lazy. Men are lazy. Mm. I'm lazy. Um, Steve's an interesting... An interesting um, person in football whereby comes from the Air Peninsula, Kimber. Very small place, Kimber. Oh, Kimber, yeah, on the West Coast. A lot of great players came from there. Bobby Enright from Port and the late great and West Coast. So um, what I love about Steve is his commitment down that path of women's football from the moment he 
to Darwin and set up some programs there and then reaches Norwood, sets up the program there, goes to Collingwood, which was a big, big appointment for him. He's been truly committed to what the AFLW is all about. He's an interesting man for that that's fear about just what women's football could be. Mm. So he's, he's doing good work there at Collingwood. He's got a big job this weekend. How'd the interview go, Rooch? Were you like, well. were you hard hitting or did you crack a few gags? No, no, we were straight down the line. I'm look, really? Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, no, actually, he's got a great story to tell. Didn't did you poke or prod? Did you get any information? Oh, no, he was very willing to talk about what Collingwood learnt from the last time they played Adelaide. And it was a five point game at Vic Park. And you got to give him credit. As difficult as it was for them that day, they did try different things, Collingwood, oh, yeah. and I think they've learnt a lot. So this is going to be a cracking semi-final. Uh, to no gimme, there's no question of that. Uh, you, know what, you know what is common with both teams, though? They're terrible in front of goal. This year, their record has mm. been terrible, Collingwood and Adelaide. So whoever makes the most of their chances only over on Saturday afternoon is clearly going to be in a better place considering their record during the home and away season. Sorry, Rich, trying to adjust my mic here. Yep. Uh, Lions here, we on we can elevate our we like to stand up. Yes. Are we on hundred and twenty in terms of the height? Otherwise I've grown up Oh we would. I could oh, oh, oh there you go. We're being down my mic. Well I thought I was having to lean into it, Rooch. Yeah. I thought I'd grown overnight. Uh, at four thirty we'll be joined by Matt Rendell. Yep. Um because we're in the silly season, any question you want to send Matt, send it through. Send us a text. Uh, another text coming through. Look, we apologise. We're aware of what's happening. Um, I know if you're on the radio, you're not hearing anything. Get, jump onto the app and it'll be crystal clear. We appreciate your patience. All right, Roach, let's uh, jump into it and we'll go around the grounds. There's a few little things happening today. Mm. The Crows have done a little list update. Well, the big news we've been waiting for some time is what would happen with Paul Seedsman. We know he didn't play this year because of those concussion issues, but he's clearly going to stay in Adelaide's management theme. They've taken him off the primary list, hope to keep him as a rookie-listed player, which is keeping the door open for him without having a huge cost on their primary list. So it's, that's a good way to just keep it, keep it alive. If he's going to come good... It's still there. But wouldn't he have a contract anyway? But about He's got one year, but they yeah. can push it off to the rookie list so they can get them someone on the primary list. Uh, look, it's technical what? stuff. I know, I understand. Oh, you're talking down to me, are you? I know, it's just, it's <laughs> no, just technical management of list management. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I would have thought his salary is his salary. You would have hoped so, yeah. yeah. And if you've got a contract, say if he's on 500 for... Any, any injury payment goes outside the salary cap anyway. But what this does, it allows you to then put someone on the primary list and use that salary cap. I'm feeling really ignorant here. We'll ask Matt Rendell. So you're saying the salaries for rookie-listed players don't form part of your salary cap? Yeah, they're, I part, they they're, part, of the, they're part of the soft cap, yeah. So what difference does it make then? Well, we'll ask Matt how, how you'd manage this. I reckon I caught you out then, Rooch. No, I'm just intrigued myself as yeah. to how the soft caps and salary caps have been working recently. It can be convoluted. Yeah. Uh, so can and the... And there's no... There's no well, who knows if they've also changed his contract, bearing in mind that he hasn't been able to play for a year. Mm. And in a lot of these situations, to free up a list spot, mm. they often will say, well, even if he stays on as good as he was two years ago, yep. they might be better off negotiating to pay him out. Yeah, or whether they've sunk those payments all into last year's salary cap to free up this year's salary cap. There's all sorts of list management tricks you can do. The Crows chairman has yep. sent out. Well, do you want to do the rest of the Adelaide list changes? Oh, I thought you got no. through it. No, Sorry, we'll we got the headline one of that. Andrew McPherson also has been delisted, but he could be picked up as a rookie. 
and the key ones coming off the rookie list. We're not surprised that Kieran Strawn, after all his work at the Stanford Ruckman, mm. gets acknowledged in that way. And Jordan Butts, who's been on a rookie list while also establishing himself in the Adelaide defence, finally establishing gets on the himself. Yeah. He's been the pillar well, of the defence the last I mean. two years. Yep. What was his manager thinking, giving him a contract that kept him on a rookie list for another? Oh, well, life's all about timing. Exactly. Mm. Mm. So he will, we both did cow noises then. Yep. All righty. Crow's chairman has sent a letter out to its members. Yeah, well, John Olsen's made it clear that they've taken another step towards Thebiton with the city of West Torrens. There's not much detail in that update other than to say, yes, they're committed to Thebiton. They want to build the best facility possible. They're consulting everyone. They want to consult everyone. And they're just having to work through the mechanics of a council election, the council rules on when you can be very visible in that environment. I, I would say, you know, what are we talking, maybe another two or three months? And every delay just costs them more and more money, Kim. You know what building costs are like at the moment? Um, I believe it's up to about $85 million now. Yeah, I saw John on Friday. He says these sort of delays when you've got building costs rising by 10% in quick time. They're up 50% from a few years ago. Yeah. So it's, they, they need to get on with it. But... Then there's going to be all sorts of other issues as well, Kim. That South Road upgrade, how that affects whatever they want to do on King's Reserve and so forth. So there's a fair few hurdles they've got to work through. But at least they're, they're focused on Thebiton and the Sample is committed now to going back to West Lakes. They'll develop on the western side of Football Park, you know, mm-hmm. where they've got already... They still call it... What do they call it now? Mosaic, don't they? The, the bar? Yeah. Oh, I think that's how it Mosaic, yeah. yeah. So they'll develop around that. They'll have a, yeah, they'll have a good base at West Lakes. So things are happening, but it's step by step, and there's all sorts of little bits of local council loopholes that you've got to jump over. Well, if it all falls to poo poo, yeah, I think it's you, me, and Peter Malinowska straight across the road. We had him on last mm-hmm. week. We'll take on the Adelaide City Council. We'll get him out to North wow. Adelaide. No, I prefer, down them. To yours. I prefer them just here on the edge here of the city. Just so do I. Yeah, that's where they should be. You want to be visible, not well, in just North Just explain it and reach your point. So we know where the ice arena is and we know where the police barracks are, which will become the Adelaide Women's and Children Hospital new. You go across Port Road into that space there and absorb the railway tracks hmm. without putting any infrastructure on the parklands. No one can complain, surely. If you're building on the railway tracks like we've seen, everyone else building on the railway tracks here at North Terrace. And we've spoken to John about this, and you've been very passionate about it. I agree with you He 100%. says it's expensive. Yeah, because you've got to build a bridge over it. Over the no, pylons over the... But everyone's doing it mm. out here. Can you, can you just have a look at what's happened on North Terrace? How many buildings are built over the railway lines? Mm. It's possible. It's uh, dragging on this, isn't it? It's yep. a bit like the prison bar jumpers. Don't bring that up! Mm. Um. There's a really good but sad, in some ways, football story. We're going to do it after the break. There's been a retirement today of a player that a lot of people might know a lot about, but he's been around for a long time. One of the more gifted players I've seen who was crueled by injury. We'll go through that. We'll tell you who it is right after this break. It's Kimbo on the Roots. We're here thanks to Balfour's. Uh, a Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 
nearly 18 minutes past three. Kim on the Roach with you live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Look, we, we know we are testing everyone's patience. We are having transmitter problems. We genuinely, extremely apologise for it. Uh, Shano from North Haven, I've seen your messages. Um, appreciate you hanging in there and uh, changing over to the app. This one from Chris says, Afternoon, guys. You could at least have Roach playing some Latin guitar on 1629 like you often do when the transmission drops out. Roach, I didn't know you've been moonlighting. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, there's got to be something put over the signal. Um, Latin guitar. Why not? Chris, he probably means flamenco. You would say flamenco guitarist, wouldn't you? Oh, not oh, Latin yeah. guitarist? Yeah, we're going to get some dancers in next week. Hello. I hope not. I hope we don't have to. No, 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 no. Sure, we'll be on top of it. Look, thank you. They're do you all... want to do the cymbals? No. Or the tambourine? No, the maracas would be. Maracas, um, yeah. Play, we I, could get you on the maracas. I used to used to play the guitar as a kid. The mum and dad made me, I went to music classes, they made me, they insisted I had to learn music, read, read music first. Good. They bored me to death. Really? So I did it for six months. And I, okay. Yeah. It's just a young lad, Roach, just wanted to play footy. Well, I need a guitar player because I've lost Hazy. Oh, I know. He's beautiful. I used to go and watch him. Uh, he's a beautiful guitar player. I'll finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> he is beautiful. That's fine. I, I do do that more frequently now. My you, weren't, you weren't wrong in the first place. No. He's a beautiful person. I used to go down and watch him perform with his Sunday sessions yep. at uh, the Lion. Okay. A good, good, good afternoon mm. down there. All right. Let's straighten up a little bit, okay. Roach. Um, I found this sad. I've been a huge fan of this young man. Never met him as a footballer. And that's Rory Thompson from the Gold Coast. Yeah, 106 games, 12 AFL seasons with the Gold Coast. Part of the original list that goes back to 2011. Here's the quiz question that we won't leave for Beat the Boys. Of those original Crows, uh, sorry, Suns, picked out of the Gold Coast region for that inaugural squad, I'm all over this, Roach. I'm Who's all left? Over uh, Sam Day, South Australian. Yes. And uh, the one I always get wrong, uh, David Swallow, because his brother Andrew was wow. the captain. Yeah, they're the only two. So he's a Queensland boy that came from Southport, yep. was originally a forward. Bluey McKenna turned him into a defender. Mm-hmm. He had to stand the likes of Jonathan Brown, Nick Revolt. Uh, oh, who's another biggie? Would have. Uh, there was a big three at the time. There was Revolt. Oh, Buddy. Oh, buddy. As well. And he beat those players. And then he broke a record, I think, Roach, where he came back this year for two games after being out for over a 1,000 days. Mm, Indeed. I was hoping you'd fill in in the little bits. That comeback was in round eight, 1,379 days. 1,379 days on the sidelines. What's that? Four four years. Almost, yeah. Three... Nine, yeah, it is four years. Yeah. Well, well so, picked, yeah. So he's had uh, had a year to go of his contract, but anyone that's gone through that many knee injuries, you just yeah. know, you just don't recover after training sessions, and that was the problem. Um, but a wonderful player, and he's seen it all. From when there were no facilities, he's gone through every coach, captain, CEO, chairman. Trips to China. <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't a big hit over there. <laughs> But they uh, did have the uh, wearing the national colours, they were. Oh, that was interesting, that old saga, wasn't it? <laughs> Tony Cochran loved that one. All righty. So that's and it. Rory Thompson. 
Yeah, says, one, bye wonderful bye. career yep. and uh, should have been a 300-game player. Adelaide Crows take on Collingwood this weekend, 3-10 at Unley Oval. Get down there, support the girls. We want 10,000 there. Should be a great game. Danielle Ponta, she has a skill set, Roach. Uh, More a, acknowledgement of it today as well. Yeah, did a press conference today. In what regard? Well, you know how we have the 22 under 22 in the AFL. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll have it in the AFLW as well. So Abby Ballard, Madison Newman, Daniel Ponta from Adelaide, three of those under 22s in that squad of 44. And Port Adelaide has Alex Ballard, who was a great yeah. intercept de- defender this year, and Hannah Hewings for her work in the midfield. So that's that's the pairings from Adelaide and Port that's Adelaide good. for under 22s. Not nice representation. All right, here's Daniel today talking about facing the Pies this weekend. Yeah, really big game against Collingwood. Um, not too sure. The girls versus them in a... Around four, I think, earlier this season, and I was actually out with injury, um, and that was uh, what, I, from what I watched, was a really hard um, contested game of footy, and in the end, was quite close. So uh, um, we're just going to have to come out and play that fierce um, and hopefully that we always play, um, stay well connected, and hope, hopefully we can finish out and play the full four quarters. Um, but yeah, just getting back together and getting the skills right, um, doing the little things right, and um, hopefully it'll all fact- fall back together on Saturday afternoon. Wonderful skill set, really high footy IQ, and of course has, I think, the Rioli blood oh, related okay. to the Riolis, which okay. would explain a lot of things. Need right. to go to a break, Roach. It's 3.23. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. 28. Just a reminder, tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. They are ripping vehicles. Coming up, Craig Goodman at 3.30. Steve Simons, who is the coach of the Collingwood AFLW program. And at 4.30, Matt Rendell. We've got a great question from Chris O from Wall Bay. He says, G'day, guys. Could you ask Matt, apart from salary dumps, what have been the shonkiest trades he can remember? You might know a few too, Roach. A fair few, actually. Not saying you're involved in any of them. No. I, we spoke about Daniel Ponta just before the ad break, and I said that Daniel was uh, related to Cyril Rioli, and I double-checked because in the ad break I thought, oh, I think it might be Michael Long. Well, right and right. Yeah, actually both. Uh, the niece of former Essendon player, Michael Long, and the cousin of former Hawthorne footballer, Cyril Rioli. Mm. If you watch her play... That explains everything. My blood pressure's rising with the AFLW. I could out-volcano the volcano with this one. The vol- volcano or the volcano? Volcano. Okay. Well, this this AFLW grand final fast is getting worse. You predicted this two months ago. Before the ago. season began. Yeah. I told you that they're going to have a major issue. So Cricket Australia's now written to the AFL and to the Brisbane Football Club saying the Gabba is out. You ready for this? Metricon Stadium is not available because there's a concert on. Excuse me, a concert. It's been well. That's not Metricon's fault. I know that. This but is a shocking lack of forward planning. Venues, don't you? Well, you would. Well, they don't know where the grand final is going to be, so you can't wow. book one in every state. Should should be some but planning here. I think the planning has been poor. So the only ground that has had an AFLW game on it, so it has a tick in terms of compatibility, mm. you know, all the AFL things, is Bond University Ground. How many capacity? Two thousand. 
2,000. CD, 3,000 total. I said it yesterday. Get the Queensland government involved. Get a yeah. bit of cash for the game as well and play the grand final at Kazali Stadium in Cairns. Why not? Is that, what's the capacity? It's over. 13 and a half. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Go. Let's do it. All right. We've well, we're, we're jumping a few hurdles here, already assuming Brisbane's in the grand final, but I think that's a fair, fair prediction, isn't it? Well, because you're a port man, you think the Crows will get done. <laughs> if they I mean, make it. I don't think they Generally, who you've just been attacking them all day today. Not. (laughs) Hey, we will try and get the cold. Seriously, anyone who's looked at Brisbane this year would say if they don't make the grand final, something's gone terribly wrong. You could see that from round one or two. I I think we called it. Hey, it's three thirty. We're going to go to the news on time. It's three thirty-one, so we're not going on time. Craig Goodwin coming up next. (laughs) A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Oh, no, 3.35 and a windy Wednesday afternoon. Not great for hay fever sufferers. We wish you all the best in that regard. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Coming up, uh, Steve Simons at 4 o'clock, coach of the Collingwood AFLW side who are taking on the Adelaide Crows. And at 4.30, the list guru, Matt Rendell, will join us. But now we're very excited to have a chat to our Kennards Hire Easy Performer of the Month. Well, he's got that covered. Craig Goodwin. Goody, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind for you the last five weeks. Did you ever think you weren't going to get your body 100% right? Um, yeah, definitely. There was there was a period along along this, um, I guess. Sorry about my dog no, barking. No, he um, agrees. Yeah, there, was, <laughs> there was a period along the way, definitely, when I was thinking um, that it wasn't going to happen um, in particular, probably when that Socceroos squad was picked for the games um, against New Zealand. So I was in that um, spell where I wasn't training by then and I wasn't ready to be, um, I wasn't ready to be training yet. So I was looking at that going far out. I'm running out of time here. And, and if it takes any longer, then I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be in contention to play. So um, from that, obviously a massive hats off to the, medical team um, at Adelaide United and the coaching staff to help me get in a position to be um, fit and, and playing games for the start of the season. We mentioned that, Craig, earlier in the show. We acknowledged the Adelaide United Football Club for their part that they played because they managed your minutes very well in the early days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they really did. And um, like I said, I was in a position where I genuinely was, was thinking um, – I might not have it off time here, and and you know that. Thank you, obviously, to to Carl for throwing me in earlier than than probably what was um, expected, or earlier than what you would do um, for a general rehab. So um, I'm thankful that I've been able to put the performances in um, for the faith that they've shown in me, um, putting me in 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 a position where perhaps I needed um, more time um, to be um, to be getting up to full fitness. But I'm thankful for the position I've been able to put myself in with the opportunities that they've given me. Craig, you've ticked a lot of boxes in your career, reached so many great heights. Where does the World Cup sit in your mind? Um, definitely it's, it's right up there um, with, with the best. Um, I have had some really enjoyable moments in my career, but you know the World Cup is something that's been on my bucket list. And, mm. and now to have the opportunity to tick that off... Um, is, is a great honour. But at the same time, 
when you're a kid and you're thinking about the World Cup and, and thinking of, of these moments, you don't think of being there and participating. You think of going there and actually making something happen. So mm. in my head, I genuinely believe that I have the ability to, to go there and, and to make things happen. And, and I think as, as a team and, and as a country, we, we have um, probably not ex- much expectation on us for this World Cup, but I think that plays into our favour that we yeah. can really go there and, and try and create something special. How did you find out you're in the squad? Um, so I found out um, what was it Tuesday Tuesday morning. Um, I woke up to a text message uh, on my phone that I've been selected in the squad, um, which definitely, obviously, there was a lot of excitement and joy there. Um, and then spoke with um, Graham Arnold, called me that night um, to congratulate me and. And then just spoke about his um, expectations for for the team, and and the message was was pretty much what I just said. Then was that we don't want to go to the World Cup to participate. I'm selecting a squad that I believe can can do great things at this World Cup, and and we want to we want to try and um, obviously give um, an exceptional performance to to break um, break boundaries and and create. Um, you know, I guess pathways for the future coming through in Australian football, and I think um, obviously trying to progress through the group stage is um, the goal for us. Um, and I think that, you know, like I said, the expectation isn't on us. So I think we have the, I think we have the chance, and I think we have some top quality players to be able to do that. Uh, this is massive for us as a nation. There's no question of that. Uh, I like the little details, though. Who sent the text? Was it the coach or was it Soccer Australia? No, so the the person I got the initial text from was the team manager, oh, wow. um, and then I got the call from Grant Arnold later, um, which I can completely understand because he'd have all fifty five yeah. of that initial yeah. squad to speak to, and yeah. and obviously um, you know perhaps it would be more important at the start to be, I guess, speaking to the boys that perhaps haven't made the squad. So um, yeah, obviously it was. Um, yeah, just a, just a great honour to be in, involved, and 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 yeah, I'm really excited for for what's about to come. Craig, fill in the calendar for us. It's November nine, first game mm-hmm. November twenty two against France. In between, when do you leave? Where do you set up camp? What friendlies do you have before the World Cup? Um, so I've got the game against Victory um, this Friday, and then I leave the next day uh, in the evening. So game on the eleventh, fly out on the twelfth. Um, I don't think we have any games um, set up. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I know, obviously, the first game is only maybe nine days after we arrive. So there perhaps could be a game where a friendly game set up against someone. Yeah. We're staying at the Aspire Academy set up. They've got a um, hotel there and the training pitch is at the same location. Um, and it's only a short drive to most of the stadiums in Qatar. So, um yeah, so it's going to be a jam-packed schedule. And, and then in amongst all that is obviously the, the media obligations as well. And, and then on top of that, trying to spend as much time um, with the family as possible before I leave. Mm. Um, will everyone be playing an A-League game before they take off? Or are you allowed to say, look, I would rather rest the body this week? Um, I presume that everyone will want to play. I, mm. At the end of the day, that's up to the individual, but there is absolutely no way you are taking me out of an Adelaide United versus Melbourne victory fixture. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the yeah, biggest game in our that. calendar. Yeah. Um, it's the biggest game in our calendar, and I want to be able to, to pick up as many points as possible um, 
with the boys um, to put us in a good position for when we come back from from the World Cup. So, um, yeah, some players might might think that, um, but my mindset is to 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 get out there and give 110, percent and I think that's probably what Arnie will be wanting to see is another good performance from players getting match minutes as as much as possible. And I think with that, that can put me in in a position to to perhaps push for a starting spot. Craig, you mentioned family. I believe you've got something planned tonight for family and friends. Um, yeah, just a couple of family members coming over. Um, nothing too hectic or or too crazy, obviously, two days out from mm. the game. Um, but just nice to get a, a few family members over to, to celebrate um, and enjoy the moment. Craig, we're told that sport and politics don't mix. Sadly, that's never the case with the Olympics and it won't be the case with this World Cup. So... As players, how do you feel about going to Qatar and all the issues that come with it, particularly down human rights? Yeah, I think um, you're right. There is, I think you always try to, to separate the two, but to some extent they always um, always come into it. Um, from from my perspective and, and, and the Socceroos, we, we did a video. Yeah. For for me, um, obviously, human rights is is um, is a must, and, and making sure that that everyone is is equal, and and trying to provide um, the best you can for every every person and citizen. You know, I think it's a, obviously a, an important issue and an important topic. And so long as there's there's progress within you know the football world and within within the community, I, I think that's the main, most important thing, so long as we can continue to try and make progress and, and try and do better than, than what we've done before um, in whatever aspect. Um, I think that's the most important thing. Um, I know it's been a, a big topic um, with this Qatar World Cup, um, and it is really important um, to, stress, to stress that side. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's something that, for right now, I don't want to focus yeah. too much on mm. because if I'm focusing so much on that, I feel that my performances and, and ability at the World Cup, um, you know, could, could be sidetracked as well. So it's a really important issue and I think it's something that everyone needs to be aware of and, and to touch on. Um, but for me, the, the real focus um, for right now and leading into the World Cup will be performance-based and, and what I can do on the pitch Craig, and then you... everything else uh, outside of it. If you can come home with one shirt of an opposition player, who would you pick? Um, well, it would probably be, I think, Karim Benzema. He's just won the, the Ballon d'Or. He's one of the, I guess, the best players in the world over the last few years. Um, he would be one, but I'm sure his uh, his top would be uh, <laughs> hot property. Yeah. So um, I'll see. I, I will like to, to trade shirts from, from every team that we play at the World Cup for memorabilia. Um, but if I could get one, it would be his. This okay. probably sounds terrible, but you're the worst-ranked nation in your grouping. Does he pay much attention to that? You're up against France, Tunisia and Denmark. Is that a, a factor, or you've just got to beat the best to be the best? Um, yeah, look, I think every every nation that's gone or that made it to the World Cup is obviously going to be a quality side. That's how they've got there in the first place. Um, so every game is going to be difficult. And I think within Australian sport, 90% of the time we are the underdog and I think that that suits us. I think it suits us. I think it suits um, us as a nation and our our hard work ethic to, you know, create the story that, you know, we are the underdog and but we can take it to them. Um, but at the same time, I really believe in the grit that we have. I believe in in what we're trying to achieve and I think we have good quality and, 
you know, we, we had to we had to beat top nations like Peru to get to the World Cup. Yeah. So I think we are in a good position. Um, but at the same time, we just have to work hard and, and focus on, on each game as it comes and, and work at how we can break them down and, and what, what are their strengths and, and how we can nullify them. And because we are the underdogs most of the time, as a nation, we like our sporting teams to be physical and attacking. Do you think that'll be our game style? I think so, and, and I hope so. I think it's uh, going to be one where we're going to have to be aggressive and try and take the team, uh, take the game to our opponents. It's, you know, we, we know that whoever you come up against at the World Cup is, is going to be a quality opposition, and they're going to have some great, great players. So um, it's going to be um, really good games. But this is what you want. This is what you dream of: testing yourself against the best, um, best countries in the world, best players in the world, and. At the World Cup, it's certainly that. You play against the best um, best players in the world. So I can't wait for the, the opportunity, and I'm really looking forward to, to test myself in, in that bracket against those players. And, and, yeah, like I said, I really back myself to be able to make a real impact. Craig, before we went on air, we made a call to President Infantino at FIFA headquarters in Switzerland, and he said, you can be FIFA president for a day. Are you keeping VAR for the World Cup or getting rid of it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, geez, that is a real tough one. To be honest, I personally would get rid of VAR for the World Cup. You might miss, you might get some controversial moments, but for me, since VAR's come in, we've seen just as many, if not more, controversial yeah. moments. And I, then I think it gets compounded by the fact that you can watch it back and, and it still um, be given as a, as a wrong decision. I think it has helped a, a lot with, with your black and white things, such as offside or, or that side of thing, but... When it comes to penalties and, and stuff like that, penalties, handballs, red cards, it all comes down to opinions. And at the end of the day, the referees can even have different opinions from each other. So I would, it's, it's not going to happen. VAR's going to be there and, and we'll deal with it. But for me, just, to, just so long as you, know, you don't see too many controversial decisions. At least you won't have to worry about Italians in the penalty box. Oh, did I say that? Hey, Craig, we really appreciate your time. Um, Look, as a state, uh, we're genuinely excited for you. Uh, We wish you all the very best at the World Cup. But we've got one more chance to see you do your stuff and perform your magic. Adelaide United take on Melbourne Victory this Friday at Hindmarsh, 7.15. Get down and support the boys and have a final look at Craig before he heads off for the World Cup. All the best, Craig. We'll be watching with enormous interest. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Craig Goodwin. It's uh, going to be exciting, Rooch. Three big games for Australia. But like Craig said, if you're going there with no expectation, you've got the world before you. Take it on. Good luck to him. So first game, Tuesday, 22nd of November, 10 p.m. local time. Good time for us to watch. Yeah, we take on France. France. Be beautiful. Should get to a rubbity dub dub and get in the green and gold, Rooch. Why not? Yes, well, let's well, do it. Series. Let's do it. Let's play. Well, you find a pub and I'll go to another one. Right. <laughs> a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 3.54, just a reminder, Steve Simons. Who's Steve Simons? Well, he's the coach of the Collingwood Football Club. Membership the coach at Norwood. Yeah, AFLW program. He's done well. Yeah, he has. May I put out a bushfire? 
Usually I start them, but I want to put one out. Well, I'd say it if first. it saves lives, away you go. Coca-Cola will not have the rights as a sponsor of the AFL next year. Please do not think that that means you go to Adelaide Oval or Marvel Stadium or Metricon Stadium and you won't get a Coke or any Coke product. The venues have their arrangements with beverage suppliers. Just because they're not a sponsor of the AFL doesn't mean you'll be hitting Adelaide Oval next year and you won't be able to get a Coke if that's your drink oh, of preference. didn't even know that was happening, Rich. Yeah, it's, after 30 years, Coca-Cola won't be a sponsor of the All AFL. All the big issues. Whenever well, I think of Coca-Cola, I think how there used to be the battle when I was a kid growing up between yeah. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and then Tab came in. Yeah. And a young El McPherson. Yeah. Oh, it changed my life, Rich. All right, we digress. Right. Um, you finished with that yes, one? Yes, just so. Okay. Put out a bushfire there. You haven't got a commercial arrangement with Coca-Cola, have you? Hello, Peter Carey, but I haven't. Oh, that came out of left field, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah Roach. Yeah, <laughs> if there's a cart, they, we're, we're going to have people down there spying at your house. You'll end up with a truckload of Coke, I reckon. Uh, right. I assure you, I will not. You never cease to surprise me or amaze me, Roach. We have a chat during the break saying, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the West Torrens Council, and then you bring up Coca-Cola. Text coming through from Blake. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Concentration of an ant you have. Hi, Kimbo <laughs> and Roach. I understand that the West Torrens Council was granted ministerial permission to enter a, an MOA with the Crows for their new headquarters, and John Olsen has assured this doesn't mean the deal is happening. But surely a council voting on an $85 million project in caretaker mode doesn't install much faith in ratepayers to the local government system. And we can't trust anything, John Olsen says. Then it it says Motorola. Come on, Blake. Easy. Um, Yeah, that's from Blake. Comment? The mayor will be the same mayor. I understand the council elections could lead to a different council, but it would still, I would imagine, have the majority of those councillors who have dealt with this still on that council. There's still a deep process to go through. And I feel for, for Adelaide Football Club and John Olsen, whereby by being told to back off, in the sense, don't get involved in any of the you know, public information, yep. there's been a massive void that's been filled in with enormous disinformation. Like the one that I'll never, ever forget is people say, oh, they're going to play AFL games at Thebiton. I don't think they're leaving Adelaide Oval to play. Look, they'll play AFLW. But there has been so much disinformation. Now, Mm. I'm a little concerned about some of the things I've read today in that some of the local sporting groups weren't consulted. Now, There's a soccer team that was on King's Reserve, wasn't it? You'd think you'd have a list who this is going to impact on and get around to them. We have put in a call to speak to John Olsen. I I spoke to John on Friday. I understand the frustrations they've been through trying to work through the mechanics of what of the local government regulations. But some of the... Disinformation that's been put out there by people who have no concern about those regulations has been quite concerning as well. I'm very parochial. Yes. I love South Australia. Yes. I'm a South Australian through and through. Yes. But we are a bit of a bloody nanny state at times. Yes. Well, we do have that. And looking out on King William Street, I'm surprised there's not a horse and carts going past there at times. I wouldn't mind seeing But when we do things, again. we do them well. Yes. We will never have two bigger sporting franchises in the next 100 years or the next 200 years than what Port Adelaide and the Crows are. Mm. We can't accommodate them in the positions they'd like to be without doing any serious impact. Well, house values will increase, won't they? They'll increase in that area. Yep. Community services are going to be so much better. Hey, let's just go to another one. As I said, we've got Steve Simons coming up. You interviewed him earlier today, Roach, when I was off getting my stitches out. Um, 
As a teaser to your discussion, Danielle Ponta from the Crows did her press conference today. And as we know, Roach, they kicked three goal one in the first quarter, one of their best first quarters ever. Only managed one one after that. She was asked what went wrong. We had a great start and our midfielders really got on top of it and we had some pretty good um, entries into the forward line, which we were able to really cap off, um, which was lucky. But um, towards the end of the game, I think the Melbourne girls really just took advantage of that and um, yeah, just came back and wanted to win, I suppose. And um, we were just unlucky not to you know, be able to get back on top of their momentum and, and stop them going forward. Um, they've got some great players and um, a lot of their young girls stood up and played a great role for them on the on the weekend. So it was just really unlucky we were, able, were unable to stop that. But, um, yeah, like I said, just really looking forward to next week now. They've had a really good year, the Crows. Yes, But it's have. been a battle. They've had to come from behind against uh, less credentialed sides. And uh, they have well and truly had a target on their back and they found it difficult being the, the hunted. And Brisbane has gone ahead of everyone. Yep. Adelaide's in that pack with Melbourne, Adelaide. Do we put Richmond Collingwood in that group? Yeah, uh, probably well, yeah, just a just, little yeah. bit below, a little bit below. But on but, their day? Yeah. Oh, easy. They could, have won. they could have won last time yeah. they met Adelaide. Yeah. Hey, here's the text of the day before we go to a break. Um, this is after you, you know, getting behind the Socceroos and wanting to put a green and gold scarf on and go to a pub, Roach. Yeah. Here's from Chopsy. says, the last thing the Socceroos need yeah. is to have the jinx. <laughs> Michelangelo Rucci, jump on board. Look what he has done at Port Adelaide. No flag for over 6,000 days. <laughs> right. That's it's probably my fault, accurate. is it? Well, I think you've got to be held accountable. Yeah, how much, how much will I get paid to join the Crows again? Well, well, you, you joined up as a member once. Yeah, Phil you? Walsh got me on board. I bet you would have borrowed the money off him. No. You would have. No. And he can't defend himself. No. You would not have put your hand in your pocket, Rich. We'll discuss this during the news. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.